0: We're down at Design Junction today in its new home in King's Cross. I'm Alexandra Schott and I'm here with Ruth Wasserman, head of design at made.com and Beatrice Nuneau, product designer at MADE. Tell me a little bit more about your work and why you chose to be a part of Design
1: Junction this year. Well, as you probably already know, we're an online retailer. Um, we We're invited to be part of Design Junction as part of a collaboration that we've done with Transport for London, TfL, Um, and they're big on doing brand collaborations to really elevate their brand and continue the great design heritage that they have. Great. Beatrice, can you explain to
0: me a little bit more about the TfL collaboration?
2: So yeah, as Ruth was saying, um, TfL approached us and um, they asked us to come up with a collection of items that represent their heritage, but in our way. So it was quite interesting because we had access to the depot. They've got a beautiful depot in West London. So we just got, walked around, saw all the beautiful stuff they've got. They've got from old signage to old uh, buses, from anything you can imagine is there. And um, we did a massive research on what they had and uh, selected all those pieces that we thought were very, very significant from the brand and translated into a furniture and lighting and accessories collection. There's the one that we're showing here. At
0: Fantastic. Um, Why do you think it's important for industry events like Design Junction to happen?
1: Well, I think that London is well known as a massive creative hub in Europe, and it's really nice to have this kind of multi-event or multi-exhibitor event like Design Junction that gives a platform for new and more established design to show within this kind of creative environment. Um, And Design Junction is great because it means that you can make really efficient use of your time. So obviously London Design Festival is massive and there's lots to see. And coming to Design Junction means that the exhibitors can make use of high traffic and um, get the best visitors there to their stands because it's easy to come and see lots of things all at once.
0: You, have you had a look around and have you seen any specific trends kind of emerging this year or...? or well, well,
1: I think that terrazzo is a big one.
2: We're actually talking about it.
1: Yeah, it's a, I think we're really keen to start looking at that terrazzo look, so the idea of composite materials and recycled. And there's obviously a lot of great lighting here. We've seen
2: a lot of um, metallic finishes on lighting and a lot of sculptural pieces. So this is something to keep
0: in mind for future collections. Has MADE.com seen any challenges to the business in 2016?
1: Well, although we haven't really seen the impact yet, I think that everybody's feeling uncertain about Brexit. But having said that, we're continuing to grow and we've posted profit for the first time uh, in the six-year life, short life of made.com. So in fact, we're feeling pretty positive and our position as an online retailer and our stretch um, into now six different countries in Europe is helping us to maintain our fast-growth position as a retailer. So I think we're in a fortunate position. What other exhibitors have been your favorite or
0: caught your eye this year?
2: Well, I've just been, um, there's um, a studio, which I don't remember the name at the minute, <laughs> but he's a lovely French guy who has a studio now in East Linton, and he's um, doing a commission work for TFL as well as part of the anniversary, 100 years anniversary of the Johnstones typography, which is the one from TFL. And he's got this machine where um, you tweet whatever you want, and um, he's got a machine that spins and stamps the message by spinning it. It's quite complicated to see it, but it's just um, next to our stand, so I think it's worth
1: seeing it. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the Johnston font, and I think I'm like within the graphic design arena of font ge- geekery. And, um, you are, either. yeah, I'm, uh, I'm here as well. <laughs> Good. Good. I'm glad someone else is. Understands you. <laughs> yeah. What inspires you to create? Well, I think that when... Because we're designing for retail and we're designing for everyday people to be able to access great design, but we need to be mindful of all of the other things that people see in their lives. So I think it's all too easy for designers to be rather esoteric and get caught up in in kind of high-end premium design, but we have to understand that our customers are living in the world and they're buying our products in the context of having seen everything else that exists. So these are people that shop in the supermarket and they're people that buy into fashion and they're people that see everyday advertising everywhere. So we have to be mindful of the fact that we're operating within this context. Um, and in that sense, you know, I'm not somebody who gets out a lot, but thankfully I have a great team of young Vibrant designers like Bea, who, who see the best that London has to offer, and I think you know we take it all. And we, I love going to see dance. Um, we like to go to events, to music events, and it's all these things that are more kind of macro trends about how people are living that are the best inspiration for design because really design is tapping into not just the aesthetic trends that are going on which are obviously important but thinking about really the lifestyle trends and how people live in order to be able to design products for that.
0: I think that leads really well into the next question that I have um, where Design Junction this year is all about being immersed in design and how do you immerse yourself in your creative process?
1: Wow, Bea, how do you embrace
0: yourself?
2: <laughs> we do a lot of research as, as Ruth is saying. We try to get inspired by everything that is going on, but I will say mainly it's just looking at magazines, looking at Pinterest, looking at what's, what's out there, and then trying to merge all of that into ideas and sketching crazy. And then 3D modelling also helps. So I think that all those tools help you get... So on the bike it's, by, you know, it's, like it's
1: definitely create, like treating it as a kind of funnel so we start really broad with this really wide lifestyle thing and then we sit there having brainstorms about you know who the imaginary person is that's going to be buying into this stuff where do they live what do they eat all this kind of thing and then that helps us to build a lifestyle and start thinking about say materials or shapes and then it really funnels into something more specific about product and that way the products that we develop have a much wider context that isn't just about what, what is the product that we want to design, but what is the overall lifestyle that we want it to be part of? Thanks,
0: Const-